Welcome back to the Rolling Grind here, Rudder Grinders. This is Dean. That's Dean7904 if you want to get all technical on me. I was going to say I'm filling in for Stevie once again, which I've been saying for the past uh, so many months, but I kind of sort of am filling in for Stevie, but I'm also joined today by, you guessed it, it's Stevie, Stevie TPFL. Well, welcome back uh, to your podcast. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been on the other end of the intro, so um, <laughs> it, it, it was fun. <laughs> I haven't been doing that intro, but for, for, for what it's worth, and I have been saying, I think, for, I want to say pretty much every single pod I've done for the last what, so many months it's been, uh, yeah, I'm filling in for Stevie, he'll be back soon enough, he's knocking out his NASCAR content, uh, and I genuinely just don't know when you're going to be back, I'm like, I'm not sure, it's going to be happening soon, you know, of course, quote unquote, I don't want to say real sports, because I'm sure you'll be insulted, that uh, you're doing your, uh, you know, your, your NASCAR coverage, you're doing your uh, CSGO coverage, uh, you know, the main sports, I guess we can say, I suppose, uh, are coming back. Baseball, of course, later on this week. And that said, Stevie, uh, you're you're going to be back. I'm I'm done in just a, a couple more days. Uh, you're going to be back with Thursday. Is that correct? Yeah, back on Thursday to get started for baseball. Yeah, Thursday. It's a uh, man. It, they have monster contests out there ready for what it's worth. Uh, and I'm sure you'll talk about it more on Thursday. It's a two gamer. Uh, off the dome, I believe it's Washington versus the Yankees, uh, and the Dodgers versus the Giants. And Stevie, I'm no, uh, I'm no Jamino beer. I'm no ownership uh, for you know projection uh, du jour. But I'm going to tell you, Giants going to be under owned. People, people <laughs> yeah. are not going to play the Giants. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, right? Like, shouldn't we just? I don't know. We'll talk more about this on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. But like for for me, when it comes to baseball this year, is like. I'm going to be loading up on hitters. Like this is a, a really short season for pitchers and they didn't get their normal spring training type of work. And I, I feel like we're just going to see a lot of offense. Um, so yeah, I, I think like that's just how I'm going to kind of approach this season when it comes to, you know, stacking and stuff. It's going to be who can I kind of fit in at pitching and just as many bats as I can. Yeah, it's going to be weird because, what, 30-man 30, 30 roster started the season, and I imagine the bullpens are going to be loaded up, too, to some degree. So, uh, I think that the the big starters are going to be leaning on more heavily, but I also think that the three, fours, and fives are going to be uh, getting hooked earlier. That, that's sort of my thought process in that, but I don't know why I'm, I, I kind of mentioned that. I did want to mention you'll be back. Welcome you back and the people to know. Uh, you'll be back then. And, of course, you'll still be doing your NASCAR content out there. And well, Where have you been, Stevie? You have been. I have been lying to the people, right? You've definitely been. I scrolled through your Twitter as, uh, as well. You've been knocking out the NASCAR content. How's that going for you? Yeah, NASCAR has been super busy. Um, you know, since it's, it's come back, it feels like we have like four to five races a week. And <laughs> like, it, it typically takes me like 20 to 30 hours to do one race um, for cup anyway. And then we've had like two cup races a week for a few weeks. And it, it's just, it's been overwhelming. So like super, super awesome that you've been able to kind of fill in here and do that. And, um, you know, I'm still doing like CSGO content too. So like breakdowns for baseball and stuff, we, we know all the, like, we know a lot of the stats we we've been doing it for years and you get into the CSGO stuff and like, you know, these guys, but like there's seven different maps and like how they perform against certain teams and like breakdowns sometimes take like three, four hours. Um, so, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of that. So um, definitely excited for baseball to come back, but NASCAR has been fun, man. It's been crazy without practices and not having fans in the stands, but it's just nice to have it back and, you know, to be able to watch races. Now, when you say practices, is that how they figure out I'm a, I'm a new when it comes to NASCAR. I, I know very little about it. And that's kind of been something I've been comfortable talking about sports. That I don't know a lot about because on this podcast, I've been talking about some golf with some experts and talking about some MA. So let's talk NASCAR briefly, I suppose. Um, it's my understanding that they have qualifying, right? And that's how they determine like uh, how they start the race first, second, third, depending on the qualifying. Are they not doing qualifying? No qualifying. Um, so what they're doing is owners points one through 12 get randomly drawn. Um, they have like the old bingo system where the ball like drops and like, that's the number of the guy starts. So one through 12, 13 through 25 or 24, and then 25 through 36, and then the four drivers that are highest in points that are not charter teams get 37th through 40th. All right. There you go. Seems fair enough. Uh, I, oh, and I should say, thank you for letting me uh, take over your spot here temporarily and keep, keep the seat warm for you. And uh, thanks to everybody who uh, who joined me. I had a lot of people join me uh, over the last few months or so. Uh, Chopper, 
uh, Emac, yeah, Ricky Sanders, uh, Tyler Tambo, we welcome him, Roth, Fast Eddie Fear, uh, Cardi. It's a whole slew of people, and that's the long. The list is too long, but uh, I thank everybody for jumping in here. Uh, you know, and Sun Tzu Joe for for uh, talking to MMA as well. Just he was here basically weekly. I, I got the MMA. I, I've kind of enjoyed that golf. I, I had six of six this weekend, Stephen. I, I think this was the week of not to have six of six because I'm fairly certain my guys went backwards on Sunday. <laughs> was, I don't know if you're paying attention to golf much or you care much for golf, but uh, I'm, I'm still tilting against him yesterday. It's still, I don't know why I'm, I'm mentioning to you. I don't know why you care, but it's still in my brain. Yeah. Like I played the, the 10 year free roll, um, you know, and my, my top scoring team um, had someone that didn't make the cut. So, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, so RG recently put out a tweet, and they said, hey, it's 10 years, 10-year celebration and all that. And you uh, – I was I was on your Twitter. You're, you're talking about, like, you were here for all 10 years. Now, have you been uh, a contributor for 10 years? You've been a member for all 10 years? Because I, I'm close probably. I'm probably around seven or eight, give or take. I haven't done the math on it. But are you officially – like, you were the, one of the first men in? Were you one of the first people actually working for RG? Yeah, I joined RG in November of 2010. Um, just kind of found it. I think – Honestly, I think I found it through um, the FanDuel chat room, you know, so yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you remember the old FanDuel chat chat days, um, but like, Chipper Jones, dong. yeah, so like I, I joined, I joined FanDuel in 2009, so I've been around a while, so, um, but yeah, I, I've been, I think my first like blog on RG was like three years in, um, so it was a baseball blog, it was written in July of 2014, so there you go. Okay, so for those that don't remember, uh, tell the people what FanDuel chat was like. Oh man, it was awful. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. Like, okay, so the beginning years of FanDuel chat was fine. Um, like you could get some contests in there and, you know, it was sports talk and it wasn't bad, but you know, towards the end of FanDuel chat, it was just, it was awful. It was, it was just waste of your time. And how you know, somebody from RG, like Cal, Cam, Dan, did somebody just kind of you were talking to him randomly in the chat, or they just kind of discovered you, or uh, did you uh, do a Google search? How did you find RG? How did they find you? Oh, dude, I don't remember. It was so long ago. Um, I don't remember <laughs> what I had for lunch yesterday. Um, no, I, honestly, like I, I don't remember how I joined. Um, I remember like how I got involved with the site was like just I was posting on the forums and stuff, and like they asked. They asked me, like, you know, if I could just maybe become a moderator. And, like, so I, I started doing that. And then my first blog was a pitching blog. And they liked it a lot. Um, and, like, after two or three of them, like, I started writing premium content. And the rest is history. You were you were a pitcher yourself, right? Yep. Who's, who's your comp? Um... I don't know. I had I had like a moving fastball with a twelve to six curveball. So um, I don't know who really comps to that. Lefty righty. Righty. Yeah. I had, I had a back action fastball. That's why it was so good. Um, probably why I tore my rotator cuff three times too. So. So you pitched in high school. Did you pitch in college as well, or you got hurt before then? I got hurt before college. Um, I was rehabbing to play again. Got hurt wasn't going to play again and then got contacted was working out for a team and then got hurt again. So it was, it was a long, like five or six year process. Um, the last time I got hurt, like a week after I got hurt, I found out, um, my fiance at the time was pregnant, um, with my daughter and just, I never got it fixed after that last time. Like it still hurts today. If I sleep on it weird. Can you like, can you throw a baseball now, or I guess you, guess you can do it and it'll hurt later, that kind of thing. Um, so when my daughter was playing t-ball and stuff, like I helped out coach, and like I would toss the ball around, and like I would cry the next morning. Like it still it still hurts. So, um, I'll eventually get it fixed. It, it just hasn't been like a huge priority. I have a son now too, and like I, if he's into baseball, maybe I'll get it fixed to help him out and stuff. But like my daughter loves to golf, and I can golf without it hurting. So. How much fun is it to play t-ball and golf with your daughter? That's going to be cool. Yeah, like, t-ball wasn't fun. T-ball was fun when she started doing, like, um, coach pitch and stuff. Like, she just wasn't into it. So, like, it wasn't fun for me because I'm super competitive. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, golf. My daughter is really good at golf. Um, when she actually, like, puts in the time and stuff, she's really good um, for being eight years old. She started playing golf when she was four. So, 
she's actually really good at golf. Um, so she works with, um, it's a program called us kids golf. Um, it's all around the country and we have the course that we live on has, um, one of the top 50 coaches in the United States. Um, so she gets to work with one of the cool coaches and stuff. So she loves it. The coach makes it fun. They just got done with a six week, um, class, like a tournament where they played, um, a scramble two man tournament, like scramble every Friday night for like six to nine holes and they ended up finishing tied for second. So they're, they did really well. Nice. And she, I mean, nothing else. She probably enjoys, uh, getting out of the house these days. I'm not, I mean, I know you're up there in uh, you're still in Florida, correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Orlando area, more or less. Yeah. In between Orlando and Daytona. Did she ever get to see the uh, dude? Perfect. I watched that video on, on Twitter. It was really sweet. Oh uh, man. I they, feel like that probably didn't happen. They postponed it um, to 2021. So She's really bummed. She's still excited that she gets to go, but she's really bummed. Um, like that, that conversation wasn't fun. That was probably the, one of the hardest conversations I've had um, since the pandemic happened. And like, you know, just she's young. Like she had to do schooling from home to finish the year and stuff. So like she's, she gets a little bit of it, but she doesn't get when you have a conversation like, Hey, you know, the thing that you have hanging on your wall that you're super <laughs> excited about um is not happening until next year now like that wasn't fun well i'm sure like even like explaining what's going on is probably hard enough like i don't know how how do you do that i don't have any kids so i i don't that's not my job i i don't know how to handle that but uh i don't know how do you explain to a kid like what's going on in the current situation it wasn't too hard um like i said she's eight so she kind of gets it like hey you know, there's this, you know, thing going around. It's like kind of like a sickness, like you can't touch stuff. Like we, we're pretty safe about it, to be honest. Like I'm one of those people, like we don't really go out unless we need to. Like we, we go on bike rides and walks around like the neighborhood to get outside, go play golf. But like going to the store, like my wife is breastfeeding our son still. So like I'm the only one that goes to the store um, really and like, as far as like eating out, like we Uber eats almost everything right now, or we go pick it up and we like, we've had picnics at like the parks and stuff like that. Like it, there's no like in dining or anything like that for us right now. So we're just my, my stepmom's super high risk. My mother-in-law's super high risk. Um, so it's just, you know, you have to be considerate about that stuff. Hey, dude, perfect. Those are the guys that do like crazy trick shots, right? Yeah, those guys are awesome, man. They're they're awesome. They do, I met them at they do live. Like it's it's a live trick shot show. It, they do. Is? They're like live shows. They they do all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure what the what they did. I mean, it was like they showed videos or whatever. But I imagine they try to perform stunts uh, live as well. You said you you met them as well. Yeah, I met them at Bristol um, at a race. They were there for Bass Pro Shop, so I got to meet some of the guys in Victory Lane. It was cool. You got some pretty uh, sweet perks, you know, with your – you have, what is it, a, a NASCAR media pass, right? Yeah, it's a NASCAR hard card um, for media. So, um, th- yeah, it, there's been a lot of fun things that I've gotten to do with NASCAR. Such as, like, I, I'm sort of meeting a lot of people, and uh, I know you're in the media room, the media scrum and all that. Do, do you uh, do you ask questions? Uh, do, do you partake? Do you sit there and listen? And, and I know there was, a, there was a video that went around not too long ago on RG about uh, – you were asking a DFS related questions and a lot of the drivers seem to be like aware of it and they seem to embrace it, which is cool to see. Was that your general experience? Yeah, I'd say four years ago. Um, I, I would say the drivers, they weren't really up and up. A lot of the drivers weren't up and up with like fantasy and like sports betting and stuff. But like you ask some questions now, they're very aware of everything um, when it comes to fantasy and um, sports betting. NASCAR has like, rules in place when it comes to like sports betting and stuff. So like these guys have definitely like done their research and they know what they cannot say and stuff like that. So like it's changed a lot in the last four years, um, you know, as far as that kind of stuff, but yeah, I've gotten to do a bunch of cool stuff when it comes to NASCAR. I'm trying, I was trying to think like my favorite person that I've met um, is like a childhood, like bucket list dream person. That was Ken Griffey. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, one of the coolest things I ever got to do was probably going around Bristol with um, Daryl Waltrip um, in the pace car. Like he's like, 
hey, look at how the G-forces feel at like 110 up close to the wall. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was probably the scariest thing that I've done with NASCAR, but the coolest thing I've done as well. So, like, you're riding shotgun with Waltrip? Is that what's happening there? Yeah, I rode shotgun with Daryl Waltrip in a souped-up um, Camaro around um, Bristol. And he's going 110? How fast can he go? Um, that's just, that was the, that was max. Like okay. that's, that's a lot for, um, that car at that racetrack. There are rules in play, I suppose. Griffey, was he like the gentleman starts your engines, engines? What, what do they call that? The honorary? He did something uh, at Bristol a few years ago. Um, and like he had came, he came in the media center for a interview and it was like in between times of like something that was going on. So there wasn't a ton of people in there. So, I totally went up and I talked to him. I got a photo with him. Um, like, this is a dude that, like, I, you know, I, I grew up playing baseball. He was the dude. And, like, I, I had to meet Griffey. Like, I don't even care if, like, my passes got taken away or something. Like, I was meeting Griffey there. You're breaking code there. You're a media member. You're not I, didn't, I, I didn't care, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> like, when Chipper Jones came in and stuff, he was like, oh, it's Chipper Jones. I've, I've met him many times because he's from this area, um, and he did a bunch of stuff with, like, Little Leagues and stuff. But when I met Griffey, it was like, I don't care. I'm doing it. Do you remember what you said to him? Anything goofy? Anything silly? Or you said you're perfectly uh, just saying, let's take a picture and I'll leave you alone? No, I just told him he was my childhood hero, pretty much. Like, you know, I just let him know, like, you know, I I pictured my game after him and loved the way that he played the game. Prettiest swing in baseball, right? Not even, like, he had the prettiest swing in baseball. And, like, it was just more of, like, he didn't take plays off. That's what I loved about Ken Griffey. Like, you know, it, it, he took back so many home runs and stuff like that just because he didn't take plays off. Why was he your guy? He's out there in Seattle. You're not a Seattle guy, but you just like the way you played, I guess. Uh, my dad was a huge Cincinnati Reds fan. So, okay. you know, so when Griffey played for Cincinnati, um, like it, it just kind of became a thing. Like my baseball teams were always like Cincinnati when I was growing up um, because my dad was a huge Reds fan, which made no sense. Still doesn't make any sense to this day. <laughs> um, I guess he's a huge Johnny Bench and Pete Rose fan. So, okay. Well, yeah, that's. I, uh, I don't know how to translate. I, like, I like I like the Red Sox because of Jason Veritek, so I get it. I just remember, like, I think it's the coolest story. You mentioned your father. You mentioned the Reds. You mentioned Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. Like, him and his father hit home runs in the same inning in the same game, which is like I don't think anybody's ever done that before. Or probably is never going to happen again. How cool is that? No, that's cool, man. Like, maybe Vlad to get a bat again, and like he can hit a home run at the same time <laughs> as his son. Like, you know, he 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 hits everything, so. Yeah, I don't. Maybe LeBron and his kid are gonna play together like in five years or something like that. But that's a whole, I guess, a different conversation. But it's just such a cool thing to to have a. That's what I think of a Griffey. And I also think of, I don't know. It was, I don't want to say his career was disappointing. It certainly wasn't. But it feels like it could have been even more impressive. If he didn't get hurt. And his numbers oh, are still He could have hit so many home runs. Like he he would have hit so many home runs if he didn't get hurt. Uh, and he still ended up with uh, I think somewhere around six hundred or so, five and change. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot. You had a lot of homers. And we were talking about sports cards right before the show. You had to have the Ken Griffey Jr. number one upper deck card, 1989, right? Yes, I have a few of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I assume so. Um, no, I have a few of them. So yeah, NASCAR wasn't a thing for DFS until like, what, three, four years ago? You probably know better than me. It was like five or was six it? years ago now. It's been a while now. And you, I think it was five it, years ago. You, you before uh, you know you became the, NAS, the NASCAR guru and all that. You were into racing as is, and I think you, I'm pretty sure you raced yourself or you raced uh, in the past. Don't you have race personal racing history as well? So my um, dad owns a <clears throat> dirt team. Um, did until like about two years ago. Um, so growing up, like I was always out at the racetrack. Uh, my dad's been racing since I was a kid. Um, so racing is just kind of something like my grandfather raced. Um, so like, it's just, it's been something that's been in my family for a long time. And I've been going to Daytona since I was like four or five years old. Um, you know, I know you're a movie guy. Like I was in the crowd for days of thunder. Like my dad has photos <laughs> of like us sitting in the crowd for days of thunder. So cool trip. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love racing. Um, I have always loved racing. Like it was, it was always a thing. Like um, I played travel baseball and when we get home on Sundays, it would be like me and my dad's thing would be to sit down and watch the race. So like, it's just been something that 
has always been really fun to, you know, be involved in. And like now, like with everything that's going on as far as like DFS NASCAR, it's changed the way that I look at NASCAR for sure. Um, you know, I look at it more like from the analytics side of things, but has I still really have my favorite drivers. No, like I, yeah, I still have my favorite guy. Like I have my favorite drivers, like, and it's just like, it's just different how you look at it now. That's all. Like, has it, it has it changed? Yes. But it doesn't mean like, for me, it doesn't mean like, um, it look, I look at it and you're like, Oh, I, I can't stand it now. How do you pick a favorite driver? You just like their style? You like their personality? How do, you, how do they even show personality as they're driving? Well, see, like, Tony Stewart was my favorite growing up. Like, he, you know, was this guy that, like, just did whatever he wanted. And, like, he was the different guy. So, like, it was very easy for me to like Kyle Busch. Um, very different, very aggressive. I like aggressive guys. Like, I, I want guys that, like, if they don't win, they're pissed off. Like, Ricky Bobby style. Ricky Bobby style. Yeah. Like, and Kyle Busch, like if he finished like fourth or fifth, he's pissed. And I love that. Like, <laughs> you know, like I want my, I want my favorite guy to win. Like, and so it was, e- it was very easy for me to like Kyle Busch. I've liked him for a long time now. Um, is he the divisive one? I know one of the Bushes, like people don't like, or people are love or hate. Is that the one? Oh, yeah, it's it Kyle. Bush? It's Kyle. Okay. Well, so why do people not like him? Because he wins too much. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. I, I know that. No, like that, I, that, I that's a hundred, that's a hundred percent of the reason he races some of the, like he owns a truck team. So he runs five truck races a year, which is he's allowed to do. Um, and he wins a lot of those races and it pisses people off. Um, and then he runs Xfinity races um, for sponsors and stuff for Joe Gibbs. And he wants a hundred wins in the Xfinity series. Like he's the all time leading winner and uh, he's at 98. So like he said, when he gets to a hundred, he's done running those races, but like he just wins too much and it makes people men. I'm, I'm, I guess he's really expensive in DFS as well. Yeah. He was a uh, 17,000 Xfinity this weekend. So um, very expensive, but yeah, like, no, I, I just always like, uh, I think he's awesome. Um, he's not winning a lot this year. Like no practices. He's been the one that's hurt the most. But like six years ago, uh, seven years ago, when DFS was a thing, or you know, other sports, but it wasn't a thing for NASCAR. You, I'm sure you must have thought, like, man, it would be amazing if NASCAR became a thing. And you probably envisioned, like, okay, if it becomes a thing, it's going to be so popular, a certain level of popularity. But uh, could you have foreseen? And obviously, I imagine with all the other sports kind of halting right now. There's a millie maker for NASCAR. At least there has been a millie maker for NASCAR, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that that went down not not too long ago. Did you foresee it getting as big as it got? There was a million dollar tournament, not officially a million maker though. Um, okay. It was it was the big. We've had the biggest tournaments we've ever had for NASCAR. Um, I always thought it could be huge. Like they've run big tournaments for Daytona in the, in the past, and like they fill out you know three four hours five hours early sometimes. So I always thought that it could be huge. Um, back when we didn't have it, like I played in some like Yahoo season long leagues. Um, I played in one high dollar league and then I played um, with some friends and stuff. So like, I always thought like Yahoo's like season long NASCAR was huge. And I always thought that like, if we had DFS for it, it could be big. I feel like DFS NASCAR for the last few years has been bigger than like DFS hockey. Um, It it just like now these tournaments are going to go down. They're not going to stay at 750,000 to a million dollars a week um we see like already like this week there's there's a thursday race this week which is the same day as opening for baseball and the tournament's four hundred thousand. so already starting to see like a huge hit um i think like if they continue to push it though i think they can keep these tournaments pretty big for now yeah i mean four hundred k still still a pretty good chunk of That's like not, well. it's a great tournament is there also a tournament on sunday or no no, there's no race Sunday. Like, I get a Sunday off. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. What are you going to do? Yeah. My <laughs> wife probably has a million things for me to do. Garage <laughs> needs to be cleaned. Um, yeah, there's there's probably – a she's probably already started a list. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she talked about going to the beach. So, something like that. I, I've dabbled a little bit in NASCAR. Uh, not a lot, but a little bit. Tell me, and I like, I'm one of those people I like to kind of keep an eye on my currently winning, like, you know, just on playing DFS and, you know, every, I want to check in every half hour, every hour, whatever it is when I have a chance. How, what's the best way to sweat NASCAR? Because when I look at the currently winning in NASCAR, it just, it's just screwing with me. I don't know what's going on. 
Yeah, you can't look until the end. Um, like I, I honestly don't open DraftKings and FanDuel until like lap with like twenty to go, just to get an idea where I'm at. I'll peek every once in a while, but like I don't really like. Okay, this team is legit. It has a shot until like twenty laps to go or something like that. Because like honestly, what I'm sweating is I'm sweating like the guys that I wreck, how much percentage I had to those guys, and who's leading the laps. Like that. That's what I'm really sweating when it comes to NASCAR. Like. Yesterday, Ryan Blaney dominated the race, and, like, I know he was my highest owned. So, like, I knew, like, it was going to be a good day. So, you know, and then Austin Dillon won the race, and he was one of my highest owned value plays. So, like, I knew it was going to be a good day. I didn't even need to look. Take a victory lap. Was it a good day? I hope it was. It, it was a good day. It wasn't a great day. It was a good day. A couple, couple grand. Like, I'm not hey. going to be mad about those days. <laughs> it wasn't like a it wasn't like a hundred K day. Like, you know, it wasn't like, oh yeah, like an amazing day. Like I didn't win any tournaments or anything. Like I was really close to like sweeping cash games across the board on both sides. Um Yeah, it was it a good wasn't day. screenshot life worthy necessarily. Well, no, what I don't I, life worthy. I, well, what's the official number? Because I've heard people say it's gotta be at least five figures, it's gotta be a certain ROI. Well, what are the official rules of screen life? Screenshot life. I usually don't screenshot um like, I let people screenshot for me. Like, there's so many people that do well and, like, tweet me. Like, I don't need to, like, tweet. Like, I I post my cash lineups um, in Discord right after the lock happens. So, like, people know who I play. I post my percentages in Discord. Like, I, I don't need to, like, you know, if you read my content and stuff, you know who I'm on. Like, I'm that type of person. Like, I don't need to screenshot stuff. Like, if I have, like, a 50K day, I'll, I'll screenshot. If I have, like, a $10,000 day, maybe I'll screenshot. But... Yeah, for the most part, I don't screenshot. How much fun is that when somebody wins like 40K or 100K? I mean, I mean obviously you want to win, but it's it's got to be kind of cool and rewarding as well too to know that your content, when they say, you know, thanks to your content, thanks to steering me in the right direction, yada, 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 you help me, you know, win six figures or 40K or 50K. And no, you're getting $0 out of that outside of the subs, obviously, but uh, that's got to be cool and rewarding and like fun, if nothing else. I, I don't get that nearly as much as you do, because you know, but it's always nice to hear. Yeah, it's nice to hear, man. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna like it. It's something like that, you know, will brighten up a day that like, if you're having a bad day, um, you know, whether it be at home or whatever, like your kids driving you nuts or anything like that. Like, so, you know, just to get like, uh, hey, man, you help me out. Like, it, it's cool. Like, it, it makes you feel good. Like, it makes you feel like you're on the right page, um, right track. Like, you know, there's weeks where I take big stands on drivers and they'll wreck and like my subs don't always take big stands. So like they'll have good weeks just because like they're, they're on some of the other guys. So it's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's good to see like that I'm helping people. I, I think it's awesome. Like, you know, at the end of the day, people are subscribing because they think that like they're going to do good. And like, I, I like to see those people do good. What about the inverse of that? Like, uh, meanest tweet? What's the meanest tweet you ever got? Can oh, man, like... <laughs> Is there a few over your head? I'd have to go back and look. Like, I <laughs> I get some, some tweets sometimes where it's just like, all right, moving on. Like, it, it does, they don't bother me anymore, Dean. Like, I've been doing this for so long now, like, three, four, five, six years ago. Like, I used to get those tweets, and I would fight with people on Twitter. Like, I, I just don't do that anymore. Just because that's going nowhere, and what's the point, and all that, uh, or... Oh, you, you're, you're getting 50 them? good tweets you and you're getting one bad tweet. Why are you going to fight with the one guy that you're getting the bad tweet from? That's a great way of looking at it. But sometimes that's not the way, like, you know, it's not that easy to do because it's like, well, why doesn't this one person get it? <laughs> but that, that's I, a great attitude to have. At the end of the day, like I know when I, when I put out content, I'm, I'm following my own content and I'm trying to help people as much as I can. And at the end of the day, like if people want to be mad, they're going to be mad. Yeah, and accountability is obviously important in, like, uh, showing what you do. And you, like you said, you show your cash line, you show everything you do, and uh, you're, you're, it's pretty open. It's pretty open what, 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 you're, what you're putting out there, and uh, you've been doing it for so many years at this point. You know, if it was some kind of a racket of some sort, I, I think you would have been, uh, you know, called out on it and justified. Maybe it's just, like, legit good content. Why can people not just believe that that's possible? I guess that's not fun to say. <laughs> What's, where's the Listen, story that? if anybody wants to call me out, that's fine. Let them call me out. They can I, – I owe some money to the IRS right now because my taxes were messed up. So, like, I'll, I'll just let them pay that if they want to. Did you not get in in time? I, I just knocked mine out like, last week or so. No, it had nothing that? to do with that. It was – um, it's from, like, 2018. There was some issues, oh. and they, like, they sent me this thing, and, like, yeah. 
It's not fun. It's a lot no, of money. It's not. <laughs> not fun. Well, you gotta with all those zeros, man. You get, there's all those commas and all those zeros. It's that math that it gets a little tricky. Uh, I've never it's been to a NASCAR Dean. race before. <laughs> oh, you know what's worse? You know what's worse than that is like not filling out the IRS paperwork for winning DFS money. That's worse. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> no, so yeah, I knew what you were about to say. You said never been to a NASCAR race. There's supposed to be a Nashville race either next year or the year after, and I, I want to get all the RG guys out to a race. That would be amazing. And like, what what is the I mean, I've seen it on TV, obviously, but I've never really watched very long. Uh, so what's what's the benefit of being there? I guess the sounds are probably distinct, and it's super loud, obviously. Uh, like, what, what's the best perk of, like, being at the race? It doesn't, it's being at the race. Like, that, you know, getting to see everything. You know, you have commercial breaks. You're, you're only getting to see, like – um, you know, certain passes and stuff when they're, when they're doing it, um, like on the, on TV, like they have an agenda on TV, you know, at the end of the day, like they, they want to, you know, have certain parts of the race and stuff. So when you're there, you're seeing everything that's going on. Like you said, you're getting the, the noise, like you're feeling the heat. Like the, yesterday we were talking about on TV yesterday, um, it was 140 degrees in the car and like you're you're like all right that's hot but like when you're at the track you're like all right it's really hot i can't imagine how hot it is inside the car so uh, there's a lot of benefits when it comes to like analysis and stuff too like i'm very good at breaking down and analyzing practice i think like like i'm one of the best at doing that so like it's definitely hurt not having practice this year and not being at the track like I'll go out on pit road and I'll watch cars leave pit road and see if they have stickers on the bottom of their tires during practice and analyze like that run of practice, you know, just to try to get any kind of edge for my subscribers as possible. Uh, yeah, I guess that's an edge. Any, any little edge you can get these days, obviously the edges have shrunk over the years. Uh, 2020 people are a lot sharper than they were like five, six, seven, eight years ago. How did you discover uh, what FanDuel in 2009? How did you even find it? Like a random Google search? I imagine you're somebody that, played season long sports and you kind of wandered into like, what's this DFS? Yeah. Yeah. I've always played season long um, football and a lot of season long baseball with some of my buddies, um, my dad's friends. So um, I don't remember exactly how I found FanDuel. It just kind of happened. And like, it's changed so much than what it used to be back then. Like there was like this auto pick kind of like draft, thing on FanDuel back in the day um yeah like if you pick this guy the other guy would pick a guy and like it was it was very interesting and like big tournaments back in the day were like 150 bucks like (laughs) you know so it's obviously changed a lot you know we look at a lot more stats and stuff and like if I know now what I knew back then like we would crush and you know a lot of stuff back then was a lot of single entry stuff so it's changed a lot um you know, over the last, what, 11 years now? Yeah. But speaking of season long, uh, we have our season long rotor grinders baseball draft tonight. Uh, you're picking seventh. I'm picking sixth. Who do you not want me to take? I'll take him. Um, I'll leave you. Yeah, think, yeah, that's your guy. I don't know if I'm going to go pitch. I usually, so in the rotor grinders league um, for baseball, I usually go pretty pitcher heavy, but I don't know if I want to go pitcher heavy this year. Like uh, I, I feel like the bats are where it's at. But it's tough to – I looked at it a little bit um, last night. Like, I think Trout, Yelich, and Acuna, Bellinger should be, what, four of the top five picks? Well, Trout people are afraid to take. He's going, like, 15 right now. Because If Trout going... is available at whatever pick I have, I think it's seven, I will take him. I'm considering him at six because I know he's not going to come back to me because what we're uh, it's 14-team league. It's definitely not going to come back to me, and there's a risk-reward to it. Uh, and he can play zero games. He can play 55 games. Uh, of course, his wife is pregnant, and we're not really sure. And it, it, she's she's uh, due to give birth in August, and he's talked about not wanting to miss that. And it's a big, it's one of the big stories right now in season long. And I pulled up a draft from yesterday that some experts did, and he went in the uh, the very last pick of the first round on the turn, for what it's worth. So people are afraid, uh, but it's risk for I'm not passing and- up Trout at seven. Like if he's available. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to do either. I, I, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to try to find some research on it, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to do with Mike Trout, but it's weird picking him, like like taking a risk, picking Mike, a healthy Mike Trout uh, at pick six or pick seven, whatever it may be. But 
you know, hey, so you made some live finals in, in Fandle. Was that, uh, was that, I think, a DK as well, too? I pulled up your RG page. A uh, couple of them here at the, well, the Fantasy Aces live final as well, too. Is that the one where you got to hit some baseballs? Yeah, we had a home run derby at one of those at did you Angel win that? Stadium. Um, I did not win. I finished second. Yeah, there was video of this on Twitter, and I believe. Did you get gassed? Is that what happened? Because I think it was really hot out there. Uh, yeah, I got gassed. Um, like, the guy that won was on something. Um, HGH, what was he on? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, it's, it was a joke. Uh, Brent Devine has video of it. I don't know if he still does. Like, I have it somewhere. Um, was Brent a finalist as well? Or just he was out? the guy from RG covering the event. Um but no, the first round, like I hit like second to last in the first round. Like Tommy G was the only person behind me, I'm pretty sure. And I needed like I think like eight or nine to be on the top of the board, and I hit whatever it needed to be on top of the board, and I stopped with like 45 seconds. Um, and then like I was second in the second round, so like or third and like it was like it was a quick turnaround is what i'm getting at and like You're i was right gassed. away you got no rest time yeah i was gassed dean i'm an old man um <laughs> i'm way way overweight and i was um i was gassed it was hot were you hitting from the angels batter's box like hitting the ball like 350 or was like was like oh it was like was right that? it was right behind the pitcher's mound okay that's still pretty far though yeah, it was it was it was a decent amount like it was fun you hit the rock pile. I did hit one in the rock pile. Yes. What What was uh like? What was I guess Britt didn't get the chance to hit. I know Nicole was there as well too. What was Tommy like as far as hitting? Um, he did terrible. <laughs> like he talked so much junk. Um, no, really? <laughs> we had a side bet and I made some Tommy dollars. Yeah, he did. He did. He didn't do well. He hit a couple off top of the fence, but. Um, he complained the next day about a blister, and um, yeah, it was fun. I have so many follow-up questions, but we'll move on. What about the what about the uh, the Playboy Mansion? You were there a couple times. What are your memories of the Playboy Mansion? Uh, the best Playboy Mansion was the last one I qualified for. It was the Fandle one. Um, my wife actually went with me the last time I qualified, and we had we had a we had a good time. Um, me and Tommy took a lot of money from Condia and beer pong. Um, I stacked the Red Sox and I think they scored one run that day. So like, <laughs> it wasn't a great tournament um, as far as that, but like we went and we did like the WB tour the next day and stuff like that. And she's like super into like movies and like she works in that industry. So like, that was just one of the, one of my favorites. Um, Santa Monica pier was always fun when we went out there, but oh, like yeah. Universal was, Studios, I guess. Is that where the WB tour is? Um, no, is that WB? Oh, oh, the actual lot. Okay. Wonder Brothers. Yeah. Lot. We I went to you. the actual lot. Like it was a fun Uber trip, but we went to the actual lot. Um, it was fun, man. Like it was, it was a really good time. Like she's super into Harry Potter and like they have a lot of the Harry Potter stuff there. Like I like Batman. They have a lot of Batman stuff there. So um, that was like just my favorite. I never was like one of the ones that like jump in the pool and stuff like that. Or get in the grotto. Like like I said, I'm an old man. You weren't that old about five years ago, six years ago, whatever it was. But uh, still yeah. old. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> We're happily in a relationship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a little tricky. You know, I don't, don't probably don't want to get into it, but a little tricky bringing your girlfriend to the Playboy Mansion. It's, it's probably, there's probably a conversation to be had before you go. I don't know how that works. But uh... Yeah. The first couple <laughs> trips without her, like, she didn't really care. She knows, like, the, like, the after parties were more fun. Like, we went out with Mick Jester the night that he finished, like, first and second, first, second, third, something like that um he seems like, like that, a character i don't know him very he well he is but. very interesting he's he's a very <laughs> nice very nice guy but he like his mind is like you know you watch like the ping pong bing 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 mm -hmm. bing bing like you know so a conversation with him goes all over the place um, yeah, he vocalizes it too whatever is in his mind he just throws it out there yes a little, yeah, little that i've heard of him uh i saw him one of the live finals at least and i think when i, I want to was he player of the year one time for uh, at rotor grinders one of the rg yeah. parties yeah, and I think he gave a speech, and I was just like, yeah, this guy's brain is always working. Uh, yeah, he crushed basketball that year that he won player of the year. It was insane. It seemed like he won tournaments every night. You mentioned him. You mentioned Con – who was Condia's partner, by the way? You and Tommy uh, beating uh, in ping pong. You remember? Or no? um, Lucor. Nick. 
Oh, of course. They're, yeah, they're running <laughs> yes, buddy. I, I should have guessed that. They're partners in all things, I suppose. We um okay, so Tommy ended up stacking the Red Sox too. That wasn't planned or anything like that. Um, so like two hours into the tournament, we were going around trying to get anyone to play beer pong for money. Um, and like they're the only ones that wanted to play. But it, like we we made a bunch of Condia dollars. It was like five grand. So like we beat them a lot. Um, it was fun. <laughs> At what point did he's like, well, maybe we're just not as good as you guys. Like they just couldn't figure that out. Well, Tommy kept like talking him into it because he was like uh, double or nothing. Like if we if you beat us this game, like we were it was it was insane. We were on fire. We played until um, the end of the tournament. Like Jeff Mans won that weekend. Um, him and Ted. So. Yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun. Like that that one was fun. Um, yeah. What fun. about partying at the the RG parties? I, I don't know who started the tradition. Uh, I guess it's not a tradition anymore because the parties aren't in Vegas anymore. But were you? I feel like you're probably part of the uh, Senor Frogs tradition. Yeah. So I was I was the initial like we were part of the group of the initial Senior Frogs trip and. Um, yeah, great memories. I have um, video of Dean dancing up on stage and oh, no. uh, you know dancing <laughs> with um, Miss no- Miss Noto and um, Kevin Kevin Ry- Kevin Ross's wife. Um, I would never do such things. <laughs> yeah, so no man, Senior Frogs is one of the reasons that like I I miss going to Vegas um, for the RG parties. We we had some really great times at Senior Frogs. Um, I remember. One of my favorite Vegas memories was building teams. Like we used to like go up um, and build teams. There was a bunch of us in room. Like I think you joined us one. Yeah, you joined us one year because uh, Kendall Wright. <laughs> we argued. Me and Dean argued about Marcus Mariota and Kendall Wright for like really? twenty minutes. We had a twenty dollar bet that Kendall Wright wouldn't score over a um, hundred fantasy or yes. ten fantasy points. I do remember this. And he did it in like the first quarter and a half. And Dean. <laughs> So ran bad. up to me at the RG party and threw a twenty dollar bill at me. <laughs> yes, that is that the dancing I cannot confirm. This I can one hundred percent confirm. I don't know why I was so adamant that Kendall Wright was a terrible play. Uh, and like, yeah, he I made mean, a bunch never... of money that weekend too, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> but it was like he, a, his... he had like one or two catches, like and like an eighty yard touchdown. But I guess that's all you need, obviously, to pay off that. Place. All you need. Yeah. It was like almost minimum salary. Like it was, it was a fun argument. Like it was oh. one of those. Were you, were you in the room when El Jefe won the college football, um, you know, tournament too? Like he won a, a seat to a live final for college football in the room while we were. No, I wasn't in the room for that, but I eventually showed up like at two or three or four o'clock in the morning where I know a bunch of guys were hanging out. I know Hefe was in there. You were in there. I don't remember who else was there. Uh, it's It's all kind of hazy to me. Uh, but well, it, was, def- it was just fun because like you had these football rooms like and everybody was building like teams these football rooms and like everyone had their own opinion so like nobody agreed on anything and like you know everybody's making like 150 teams and like you know it was it was just a lot of fun it wasn't a collusion room but that's what people are like they're listening. no not a collusion room whatsoever <laughs> very far clear. from that yeah you know, I, we're I should have led with that yeah <laughs> And just in case people are getting ideas that that's not what was going on there, you want to go no. back and check the scores from like six years ago. Um, yeah. No, uh, none of us really agreed on anything. So yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know why I would have such strong feelings about Kendall Wright, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, that, I totally erased that from my brain. I didn't know that happened, but thank you for reminding me that uh, that happened. Uh, how do you how do you juggle now as far as doing content and making lineups? How has that made it like more difficult? I suppose not that you know you choose what you what you're choosing for a reason, obviously. But uh, as far as making lineups and giving uh, giving content, and obviously if it's for NASCAR, it's like once a week. So uh, and I imagine like once the lineups are set, like as far as the positions, you can make lineups four, five, six hours in advance, and then not much changes. Or you tell me if things change. So we get tech news now like an hour and a half before the race so some stuff changes like chase elliott failed um yesterday and had to start at the rear and like he was one of my highest owned drivers so um honestly like i'm i'm not playing as much nascar as i have been in the last few years because i just don't have time um like by the time i get done with content like i finished i started working on content this past weekend because it's fresh um on saturday around like 10 a.m and i finished sunday morning at like 6 a.m so 
by the time I got done at six, like I needed to sleep. Like I, I couldn't function anymore to even try to start building lineups. So I woke up a few hours before the race. I built some teams and, you know, I'm still answering questions and stuff. I just, honestly, like my play has suffered a lot um, this year in NASCAR just because like, it's just the content and there's just so much going on. There's three or four races a weekend. Um, so that's definitely been challenging um, for me the most, but it's, like I said, it's rewarding when, you know, you have people doing well and, you know, stuff like that. You meet somebody at a, a hypothetical dinner party. They ask what you do for a living. Your answer is. I usually say sports writer just to be very simple. Yeah. And then if they have follow-up questions, then all of a sudden, you know, you talk about podcasting, talk about NASCAR specific yep. and things of that sort, I imagine. Yeah, like the other day, um, I was cutting the grass, and um, my I had never talked to my neighbor. Um, and I found out, like, he is the um, he is the director of something um, to do with baseball, director of baseball at Stetson University. So, like, you know, it was cool, and, like, we started talking, and, like, we started talking about podcasts and stuff, and, like, you know, sport like when you say like sports writing to him like it, it opened up like an hour conversation so and he's like i say neighbor he lives like three or four houses down yeah it's funny how you can live for you know five five years next to somebody you never talked to him which is sort of weird how that works sometimes right uh, so uh you, you were talking about favorite player before griffey your favorite team is the red sox uh your dad was a reds fan uh how did the red sox happen for you uh so i played high school baseball um and we, we used to play against um, Bishop Moore and Veritek played um, for v Bishop Moore. Um, we, I didn't play against him, but like, so when you, when you played there and stuff, there was a lot of like Veritek stuff and, you know, and it was just like, Oh, I started following his career. Um, love David Ortiz, love Pedroia and just became a, a huge Reds, uh, Red Sox fan. So um it was, it was easy not to be like a Marlins fan or like, I like, I, I like the race. I've always liked the race, like, yeah. um, you know, Fred McGriff days, you know, so like, so I'd say I'm a Red Sox fan, maybe like a closet race fan. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I started liking the Red Sox. You gotta get that Fred McGriff, uh, Tom Amansky, uh, skills video. I'm not, I'm Wade sure Boggs. <laughs> well, back in the day, Wade Boggs, Jose Canseco, they had a couple other like veterans that just sort of like, with that weird, like, fluorescent jersey. Oh, just yeah. getting a, a flashback to that Rays uh, uniform. I actually saw Griffey at a homer against the Rays. I, I remember that, too. All right, just getting a flashback myself. Um, the, the Red Sox, by the way, we're not optimistic about this year, are we? No. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure if they're going to try to put the lipstick on a pig, but uh, no price, no sale, no bets. Uh, yeah. Rebuild year, like, that's happened. That's fine yeah. with me. This is the year to rebuild, too. Like, just go ahead and do it. Oh, I found the photo of Dean and the $20 bill. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was Look. a photo of this. There it is. <laughs> yes. I must have been so angry. <laughs> oh, Dean was so mad. <laughs> who, who was your, your favorite all-time Red Sox and your least favorite all-time Yankee? Um. Oh, man. Um. All-time favorite Red Sox, probably David Ortiz. Um, Poppy's awesome. I have a lot more like Pedroia stuff. So like jerseys and stuff like that. Least favorite Yankee. Oh man, it's close. Um, who's, who's like, okay. So as, as a fan, as a fan, probably Rivera just because he was so good. Yeah. But as like a, a DFS analysis, like and someone that loves baseball, you can't hate Rivera. He's really good. Um, but yeah, as a fan, probably Rivera. He's just annoying to face because, and he also threw like one pace. He's like, good. Oh. He's so good. He threw a cutter and nobody could hit it. You know what's coming. Why can't you hit it? Or just don't right. swing because it's just going to break <laughs> off the plate. Yeah. Step in the box with him and like, you know, it's coming. What, uh, you, you've been watching anything with the, with the wife, anything you're, you're uh, binge watching on the Netflix or any of sorts? Um, uh, let's see. We went back and we watched Gilmore Girls again. Um, I have no problem saying that. I think the show's hilarious. I did not. Um, Gilmore Girls is a comedy. I, I I've never seen it before. I have no it's idea. It's just witty. Like it's witty. Um, we're currently watching a, a show called Dynasty. Um, man, we've watched a bunch of stuff. Like, trying to think what else we've watched. We watched Dynasty a bunch is of stuff. a reboot from an '80s show. Yeah. 
it's yeah. interesting. Like it, it's kind of gotten a little stupid. We like the challenge. We watch a lot of that. Um, Johnny we're, Johnny, we're Johnny banana fans. <laughs> yes. But like, I've been watching the challenge since it started Dean. So like being a Johnny bananas fan has been a Johnny bananas fan since like the days where like, you know, back, back, back in the day. So no, we've been watching a lot of stuff. I'm trying to think. We we were is watching. He like 47 She's... now. How old is Johnny Bananas? He's old. How old, how old are these guys? I, I I haven't watched them in years. I'm aware people. I think Bananas is like 42, 45 somewhere. Like I'll look it up. Griffey that's hits like, that's his career, right? That, runs, that's what so. he does. That's what he, he's Johnny Bananas for a living. I'm guessing. He hosts a show on. Um, Johnny Bananas it says he's 38 years old. Oh, well, wait, he, that was way off. He he hosts a show called First Look on um, NBC. Okay, yeah, it's a sports show. No, like it's like he, he travels around the world and like does all kinds of like um, things where like um, I haven't really watched the show. I just I I follow him on Instagram. So I know the Miz was born out of that too, and he turned it into a wrestling career. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, are they still making real world like the actual real world? Is that still happening? I don't think so. They have so many spinoffs now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm not sure if you're old to remember like the original one, like back in 1990 or something like that. Basically, the, one of the first reality shows, at least in America. Yeah, he, like, bananas is on Real show. World in '91 or '92. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, do, that doesn't do sound have... right. I might be wrong. For the Miz. No, for bananas. It doesn't yeah. sound right. No, he would have been like three in 1990. Maybe the real world started in 92. That sounds about right. Yeah, in New York. You know, the yep. first one was in New York. second one is in L.A. And I don't know. Did you know that real world cast members get paid five grand? No. That's... There you go. But, like, I'm sure everybody wants to do it. I'm sure it, it so got like, it. I'm sure it increased, but... They can undercut them. They make a lot of money and make it, uh, for appearances, I would imagine. And, like, Instagram stuff. And they probably get popular on Twitter, depending on... I'm guessing it's the same way The Bachelor works, but I don't know. I'm sure. Uh, well, that, I mean, some people, um, uh, The Bachelor, if I'm not sure if they're all there for the right reasons. <laughs> so yeah. Is that the thing they always talk about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I don't know. I've never really watched The Bachelor. There is Bachelor DFS. I haven't played I don't before. watch The Bachelor either. No. Never Cardi's a big fan. Cardi plays Bachelor DFS. Are you aware of this? Doesn't shock me. <laughs> If there was real world DFS, you'd probably play it. Oh yeah, there's Fandle did um the challenge um free rolls, so I played that. Yeah, I played you know, yeah, when when there was like absolutely no sports going on, I was playing some weird free rolls. I think I played like WrestleMania free roll, if I'm not mistaken. Uh there was oh Survivor. Survivor was fun. That's like the one reality show I watch. And uh Yeah, my daughter's like super into um cooking shows, so Okay, yeah. She watched the, I guess, what's the, oh, oh, you, what is it? I, I saw you were tweeting about the, uh, it wasn't diners, drive-ins, and whatever, D, triple D. Uh, oh, we do, oh, so, um, guys, grocery games. We, my wife and I, she'll text me random aisles, um, and, like, I'll go and I'll buy ingredients off those aisles, and we make, like, a dinner every week, um, just, like, a random dinner every week. So, like, yeah, and th- that's called the Guy Fiari grocery game, and I saw you tweeting out one of your concoctions. What's, like, the best thing you come up with and, like, the worst thing you've come up with? Um, My favorite was probably I did, like, um, this pineapple, like, chicken biscuit thing, um, and it was really good. You get multiple aisles for that, I assume. That's not all the same aisles. She gives me two aisles, two aisles, and I'm allowed to buy whatever, um, like, meat I want. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say, like, what if you get stuck with like the, you know, the the, the toilet paper aisle or something like that? Then no, she so much... she like goes through and she like picks them out. Like, yeah, I get. She gives me two aisles and I have to do two, at least two items off an aisle. Um. So yeah, we've had some crazy ones. Like, I got we the I think the one that I tweeted out was the jalapeno biscuit. Um. So I bought this like jalapeno jelly. Um. Because the aisle was impossible to find a lot of stuff off of and like we actually eat that on like everything now it was, it's really good like we like spicy stuff but you really discovered good. it oh yeah were you a fan of the uh, the hot chicken in nashville i love me some hot chicken like that's the first stop for me when i get in nashville and like i eat like the hot chicken too like you get it like what the cluck uh, like there's yep. hot there's a you get what the cluck yep 
Oh man, you know I like spicy food. You probably I get, get the, the the smallest one. I get like it's called like original or something like that. Or it's like no spice at all, no heat at all, because I'm a wimp. No, There's a reason good, why they're, big masculine they're... beard and, and I and I don't. <laughs> Which, by the way, I should say, uh, I'm gonna make the, the the viewers all all jealous, listeners as well too that are listening to the podcast. This, of course, is on YouTube as well. And we mentioned all the interviews we had earlier. Those those are mostly on YouTube also. Uh, if nothing else, they're in the podcast feed. But Stevie, I got to watch you before the show, like comb your beard. That was I think that's the first <laughs> time I've ever seen it before. That was that was a uh, that was something else. That was pretty impressive. I enjoyed it. Is that weird? Yeah. No, it's not weird. It just like. I put yeah my beard man like I I have to shave it more often now because my son likes to yank on it and it freaking hurts but it's probably the longest it's been in a while like the last couple months for sure yeah if if there was no repercussions I would definitely yank on the beard because I mean as as a grown adult I can't do that and get away with it (laughs) you would probably lash out at me it's just inappropriate behavior but as a child I I imagine you you can get away with that you don't know any better when you're like 10 months old yeah not not fun it hurts. <laughs> he gets like you know up else, underneath it too. It hurts. You know what else isn't uh, particularly fun, Stevie? Uh, I'm kind of sort of keeping you you from it right now. So uh, you're going to the dentist like in a half hour, maybe even less. So I don't know if you're up against the clock, but yeah, that, I mean that's you got that, that's in the docket today. The dentist, good times. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I got um, a dentist appointment, CS:GO practice, and uh, yeah. You say practice? Are you are you on a team right now? I know you used to play like back in the day or you're playing with like, a bunch of dudes online or what? Yeah. Like, so when all this stuff happened, um, we made rotor grinders esports team for CSGO and it was, it's, there's five of us. Um, and like the four guys that I play with are all rotor grinders subscribers. Um, so it just kind of, it kind of went together. Like we started just messing around playing and like we started playing a lot. So we made a team, we played, um, ESCA open this season and uh, it was fun, man. Like, so I say practice, we get on for a couple hours and we, we play and um, like the next season doesn't start until the end of August. Um, so it, it's just a lot of fun. It's something to like, I, I play like two times a week and it's just a couple hours and it's just something to like, kind of give me a break from everything that's going on. And is there uh, is it just for pride or is it just, is there, is there actually money in the line? Is there American dollars on the line or what? Yeah, if you make the playoffs and like you win and stuff, there's obviously money. Like we 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 don't play enough to like make the playoffs. Like we went seven and nine for our first season playing together. We put the team together a day before the the season started. Um, so like we were Jeff really Fisher proud of our of, uh, seven e-sports. and nine. What's that? You're the Jeff Fisher of esports. <laughs> hey, <wait>, like <laughs> I had I had an insane round like during the during the season. Like um, I won a four versus one and like clutch ace it was it was a lot of fun but yeah like it was a it was a fun season um it's just it's just like i said it's fun to get get a couple hours off um a couple times a week from the pandemic from kids and you know stuff like that oh for sure you everybody needs a release and I, I don't know what the what half those words meant but i'm sure it all made sense to people <laughs> that understand esports well, so like dean like if you're putting the team together and you go seven and nine and you barely <laughs> miss the playoffs like you'd be pretty happy about that right Oh yeah, that I, yeah for sure that I understood. But you started breaking down like you said you won like a four versus one and you you win somewhere else. For, <laughs> my brain just like doesn't it did not com- compute. But I'm sure ES- esports guys get it. Uh, and you're are you still playing the? I guess you're still playing DFS CGSO CG. Yeah, like I love DFS um, CSGO. I I hope that like right now that there's a thing called the players break where they take a month off of um, like all the top tier players take a month off. Um, it's because they travel a lot and stuff like that. Um, during the regular season um so like right now it's a lot of like tier two tier three teams and it, it kind of stinks um like a, a team that's ranked 180th is beating a team ranked like 80th um right now like it, and like it's very unpredictable right now um but yeah when normal normal cs is going like it, it's just fun to watch like um my my daughter likes watching league of legends too she like enjoys watching league of legends so gotten into the esports like like you said i used to play counter-strike at a very high competitive competitive level before it was cool um back when i got hurt playing baseball so like i i know the game yeah uh there aren't you like late scratches and counter-strike sometimes too or is that because uh i guess that's lineup changes right it's not like people actually getting injuries with a joystick or whatever uh, the only reason that it would change in counter-strike is if like they have an internet issue 
that's been the issue. <laughs> Imagine losing your GBB because they just can't get a connection and like you know, the Wi-Fi hotspot like burnt down on somebody. And that's Last, gotta be I, pretty brutal. Yeah, two weeks ago I finished um, like fourth in the thirty-three dollar tournament um, with a zero because the guy didn't connect because he had internet issues and like <laughs> he was like he was their best player. So like I I, I finished like fourteen points behind and fourteen points would have been nothing for him. So it was yeah, it's frustrating. Do they give him like a half hour wiggle room like to try to figure it out or just like show up this time if you can't you can't and that's that and that's that. They give him wiggle room, but like you know, stuff like that, like, it had to have been bad, like, it had to have been internet out in the area or something like that, like, it, like, these guys, like, the, some of the tier one teams live together, so, like, all five guys live together, they have, like, a, a, a gaming room, they're sponsored by, like, Monster Energy and stuff like that, so, like, you know, these guys are used to playing, like, land tournaments where they're always traveling across the world playing these massive tournaments and stuff, and, like, playing from home for these guys is, has been very different. It seems like a blast, just to, especially if you're like 20 years old, just like playing games and just hanging out with, you know. Uh, yeah. It seems, seems like a life, seems like good times for sure. Do you have a favorite energy drink? Uh, favorite energy drink. You mentioned you mentioned Monster. It just kind of popped up. It is Monster. I'm just trying to think what flavor I would consider my favorite. Um, I'll, can I that, throw a couple your way? Sure. Like the light blue, like zero, is very good. You can't find it anywhere, though. And like the the green one that's kind of sort of like a best tropical, that's pretty solid too. What do you have? Um, all right, so there's I, I'd say there's two. Um, the Monster Rehab Yellow, I think it's like lemonade. Um, oh, I haven't tried that, that one's really that one's really good. And then like um, Pipeline Punch is probably my favorite. It's the pink one, full full calories. Um, that that's probably my favorite. Oh yeah, it's that. If it's not a zero, I'm out. But yeah, I hear you. Well, they have the new um, Green Apple Zero is really good too. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll check that one out as well. But yeah, the Monster Rehab um, Lemonade and um, Pipeline Punch. Not spot this this uh this is your podcast. So we're not sponsored by Monster, right? Just wanted to ask the no. question. No, I I but <laughs> you know when you when you sleep like three or four hours a night, you you have a favorite energy drink. <laughs> Does it really work or is it just subliminal? I have no idea. Just a power suggestion. I have no idea. Like I started drinking more like um, I hate coffee, but like I like the, there's a Starbucks in a can that's like um, oh, sure. like white chocolate. And I oh, like yeah. I started drinking those more. Well, because my they wife flavor it, it up. It's not just coffee. They, put, they add all the nonsense. That's terrible for you. But like, it, yeah, it my wife good. and I love like um, St. Augustine and there's like a spice and tea store that we go to that, in St. Augustine. And um, they have a tea like it's called Mystic Dragon. It's like a green tea. It's really good. Um, and they just started selling online. So, like, we've been drinking a lot more of that, too. St. Augustine is, like, this like this secret in Florida that people don't talk about. It's really cool. Like, uh, I don't know why it's not as popular. It, it should be more popular. I know. I remember as a kid living in, living in Florida, we had, like, a field trip to see, like, St. Augustine was one of the first, you know, cities discovered. And uh, what, the, the, the Fountain of Youth, that nonsense. And uh, which, I mean, spoiler alert, it didn't work for me. Um but uh, what what else? What like the world's like the world's first jail, I think, or like the United States' first jail, not the world's obviously, but it's got a lot of the first rackets, cities. But... It, yeah, it's, it's it has like um the fort from obviously like back in the day and like a Spanish like yeah it's we got married in Saint Augustine. We love Saint Augustine. Oh okay, yeah, and so you remember like the all, all the stores like the stores they have like that walking sort of that yep. old school feel. I guess that's a cool, they have some like, really uh, good restaurants in St. Augustine, too. Anybody who's ever traveled to St. Augustine, hit me up. I, n- I know a lot of the good restaurants. There you go. <laughs> I, uh, I I was there not too long ago. Probably one of the last places I went on vacation before this whole deal. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. I can't. I, I don't want to keep you much longer because you have to go You have to go uh, see the dentist. That'll be good times for sure. But I did want to say uh, – well, I wanted to have you on for a couple of reasons, but definitely the transition to, like, hey, you're back. Stevie's coming back on Thursday. It'll be your first podcast. I wanted to thank you. For letting you let, let me keep the, the seat warm here and hopefully I didn't ruin it hopefully things are still okay <laughs> if this if it goes downhill from here it's my you could, there's gonna be a clear you can point to all oh, that's that's the reason right there it's Dean's fault blame Dean but uh thanks for uh let me step in here temporarily and uh I just want to welcome you back and I thought that the listeners would like want to know a little bit about you that you know that doesn't normally come up uh, you know organically throughout your just your breakdowns of things so uh, a little bit more delving into the the NASCAR world and you know, about some live finals and, you know, I'm sure I missed on some things and we only have so much time, but thanks, Davey. I appreciate you joining me. 
No, thanks for having me on. Thanks for filling in. Um, definitely appreciate it. You know, I'm sure everyone's really appreciated just having some content and stuff to listen to. Um, you did a lot of interviews that were really cool. Uh, like you said, you can go back on YouTube and stuff and they're on the morning grind iTunes feed as well. So, um, you know, you can go back and listen to some of those, you know, that some, some fun interviews I have the minor league baseball one queued up. That's my next podcast. So, yep. Yeah, that was really good. And people probably don't know the dude's name but, uh, for the Washington Nationals, but that was a lot of fun. We learned about the minor leagues. I asked, he actually pitched to robot umpires. I asked him about that, which is kind of interesting. And as a pitcher, did you have a thought as far as robot umps? I'm curious. I don't like the idea. I feel like, like, at some point, we just need to, like, be okay with bad calls and stuff. Like, it, it's a human <laughs> aspect. Like, if we go all robot and stuff, like, you know, it's just, it, everybody's like, oh, the robots are going to be 100%. They're not going to be 100% either. Like, it's a human aspect of, like, that's what makes baseball so great. I'm not a huge fan, just so you know, because I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, replay and stuff like that in basketball. and so. It's not just sports-specific. It's just across the board for sports. It's across the board. Like, I, I feel like it slows down these games. Like, it's the human aspect of the games. Like, if you want to have replay, like, within the last few few minutes of the games and for basketball, I get it, like, when it could really change something. But, like – and like they don't ever get it right too. like think of the saints play like they don't always get it right either so like if you're gonna if you're gonna slow down the games at least get it right yeah my favorite is pass interference in the nfl (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) such a bad bad review like anyone that throws a challenge trying to challenge that is just wasting a timeout Stevie, it's been a lot of fun i much appreciate you uh you joining me uh you'll be back here uh doing the regular podcast thursday that said, uh, I'll be back tomorrow. The next, uh, I guess I got to play out the string. I got to. I'm a lame duck host. I'll be here for the next two, and then Steve will be taking over uh, for some MLB content, which will be good times for sure. Opening night, I believe there's million dollar contest on both Vandal and on DK, a two gamer, and then of course on Friday, it really the schedule fully opens up. Uh, basically, everybody plays with the exception of those teams that play on Thursday night. That said, he was Stevie, I was Dean. This was the morning grind. We're out of here. Holler. <laughs>